love one another and to love others. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Let's get in the Word of God today. Let's pray before we do. Release our faith. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness in our lives, Lord. We pray that as we open the word today, that it would not be the ideas and insights of man, but it would be the very word of God spoken through and in us, Lord. And we purpose in our hearts to receive it by your grace and to be doers of your word, Lord, and to, and to walk out of here a changed person by the word of God and to allow that word to work through us and into other people's lives. Lord, we thank you for every good thing in advance that will come because of your word today. And we give you glory for all good things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Let's open up our Bibles to uh, 1 Corinthians 1.10. We're at church today, so we can talk about be in the church, right? was a couple of years ago we were standing here with Brother Moore and he said, well, we've got a building now. Now we can build a church, right? And he wasn't talking about building the building. He said, the building's done. Now we can build a church. Glory to God. And there's more to building a church than just coming in the doors and, uh, and being in a seat, right? How many know... That if you're a Christian, you're part of the body of Christ and you have a value to that body. Amen? That we're equipped as a body to do great things. But, but we're equipped to do them together. Let's read this scripture right here. It says, Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing. Now you reckon he was just saying that we should mimic one another? Huh? He's saying, I want you to speak the same thing. Me speaking the same thing as you in these terms is not me saying what you say. It's us saying what God says. Okay? Let's remember this one thing today. Agreement is not me agreeing with you or you agreeing with me. It's us together agreeing with God. Amen? Our purpose as a church and a body of believers is not... To, to come to a place of me and you and agreeing. agreeing. It's to finding the truth in the Word of God and agreeing together with that Word. Amen? That's why there's power in it. That's why the, even the verse that uh, Brother Rob was praying this morning, if two of you agree on earth as touching anything, it'll be done unto you. Why? Because if two of you agree on earth in the Word of God, say me and, me and somebody else that's believing for healing agree on 1 Peter 2.24. And we speak 1 Peter 2.24 with the same heart and the same mind by whose stripes ye were healed. And we speak it together, perfectly joined, one heart, one soul, one mind. You know what's getting ready to happen? Healing. Why? Because it's a foregone conclusion. We're not waiting on healing. Healing's waiting on us. Amen? The Word of God is true and it's powerful, but as a body of believers, when the power in it lacks when we separate and divide and become and, and speak different things. Amen? You know, one, one thing, uh, if you look in the book of Genesis at the Tower of Babel, what, what happened there? The, the whole earth was of one speech and one language. It wasn't just of one language, it was one of one speech. Not only did they all speak the same language, they all spoke the same thing. 
That's why there was power in what they were doing. Unfortunately, they were doing evil. You know, if you read in Genesis 6 and Genesis 8, it said all they did was think about evil. And they thought about it, then they spoke it as one. They spoke it as one. They didn't just say it in the same language. They said it the same way. In fact, they understood each other perfectly. They under, and that's what he's saying. I want you to speak in such a way that you understand one another perfectly. Speak my word and understand each other perfectly. Jesus, Jesus in, in, in the book of Acts, the Lord brought that back around. Remember what happened that day in the book of Acts in Acts 2? Because in, in, in Genesis 11, he took them and he confused their languages. So they all spoke different languages and they could not understand each other. But then in Acts 2, they all came together and they began speaking in other tongues. Right? And it says, it says there were people from every nation under heaven there in Jerusalem that day. And every one of them heard th- those people speaking in their tongue. Amen? Speaking their language. They didn't just hear them speaking their language. They understood what they were saying. And it didn't matter who they turned to, 120 people all speaking in tongues, and, and it didn't matter what, what uh, nation I was from, I could listen to any of those 120 people, and they were speaking my language. Wow. Look back at it. It doesn't say one person was speaking one language. It says they all spoke in our tongue. Amen? That day he took the language barrier and broke it down. Why? Jesus came to set at one. He came to bring things back the way God designed them to be. And in the church, He gave us the ability to speak as one and to say the same thing. If somebody comes up to us, we should always say what God says. If somebody's down and they're your brother and sister and they come and they say, you know, I haven't been feeling well. By His stripes you're healed. What are you doing? You're speaking what God speaks. And you're speaking the same. And they should be able to go to 120 different brothers and sisters in the church and hear the exact same thing. There's no time (coughs) where they should hear somebody say, you know, you don't look so good now that I think about it. (laughs) That's called agreeing with them. Right Right? What you're trying to do is get them to agree with you as you agree with the Lord. Amen? Amen. And we should be able to go to any brother or sister, no matter what we're going through, and get that, that kind of a speech. Amen? And, and when we get it, we shouldn't say, Oh, I don't want to hear that. We should receive it in the love that it was given in, and it'll do what it's designed to do. Amen? He says, I want you to speak the same thing. That, that couldn't happen after Genesis 11. So Jesus must have done something new, huh? Because in Genesis 11, He made sure that you couldn't speak the same thing. But after Jesus came, He put a church together and said, you can speak the same thing now. You can speak together my word and have those good things that, I've, that I want for you. He said, I, he said uh, that you all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you. You know, people confuse division and strife. Division is not strife. Division is two people having two different visions. Just because you see something different than me doesn't mean I don't have to not like you. But division can bring strife. Right? And he says, 
there's only one vision in the church. I don't want you to have two visions. He said that there be no division among you. If you're speaking the same thing, first of all, there won't be division among you. Why? Because you're speaking His Word. You're not, I'm not saying what you're saying. You're not saying what I'm saying. We're saying what God says. We're speaking the same thing. And as we do that, we, we cannot fail. Why? Because we're speaking love words. We're now speaking the very words of love, which are an unfailing word. Amen? The, the 1 Peter 2.24, just quoted, has no power. Right? <laughs> quote the word all day long. The devil quoted the word. Anyone can quote the word. It's the word spoken in love that has power. Amen? It's when you say 1 Peter 2.24 to a brother or sister that's hurting and you desire to see them well more than they desire to be well. Because that's the heart of God. That's when things happen. That's when, that's when people are healed, when they're set free. Amen? He said that there be no divisions among you. And, and you know, also divisions among you in a church would be these people over here and this, this division. And, you know, we don't have divisions. We have teams. Right? We don't have the clean, divi- clean division, the cleaning division. We don't have the yard division. Right? We don't have divisions. We have teams. Big difference between divisions and teams. Amen? And, and, and the teams are designed to work together, right, to accomplish the same thing. And we don't have teams that do separate things. We have teams that's just like a football team, an offense and a defense. They play on the same team. They may be an offensive team and a defensive team, but what do they have? The same goal. Amen? In the church, we must always have the same goal. Our goal is to serve Jesus Christ and to be a light to the world, to to walk as Jesus walked in this world, right? Saying those things that God said. Remember what Jesus, what it said about Jesus? It said he was in complete agreement with God. There was no disagreement between them, right? The Spirit, the Word... And, the, and God, all three agree. There's no disagreement in them. And that's what he's saying. He says, serve me this way with no disagreements among you. And people say, well, I may not think the way they think. I didn't say think the way they think. Let's look at the Word together the same way. Amen? That's why Brother Moore's so big on the Word. He wants a scripture for everything he teaches. Why? Because when somebody... You know, people used to come to us and say, so you're saying that if I just believe and stay in faith, I can be healed. And we say, no, we're not saying that. And they say, really? I thought you just said that. I said, no, the Word of God says that. We don't, amen? We're not looking looking to prove our Word. We're looking for His Word to be proven in people's lives. Amen? Glory to God, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. (laughs) You guys with me today? I'm going to try to stop walking so fast or I'm going to make these camera guys dizzy. (laughs) That there be no divisions among you. Um, When somebody does see something different, that's not time for you to unhook from them. Amen? Now, if they see something different that's not proven in the Word, that's a different story. But, you know, we get in arguments over church on what we should wear or whether we should have makeup on. That's just dumb. 
You know, it is. It's, it's just, it's, it's not, it, it keeps us from being perfectly joined together, which is the very next thing he says. He says that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together. Not just perfectly joined, but perfectly joined together. You know, he could have stopped that word right there and said, I just want you perfectly joined. But he didn't. He said, I want you perfectly joined together. Together is a huge word in the Bible. People, people just think that they were all together in one place. No, they were all together in one place. It's different. It, see, the, the English language has narrowed that down to like, yep, they're all in one place, they're together. No, you could, you could have two million people in one place and not have two of them together. Amen? And that's what God says. He said, as, as a body of believers, I want you joined together. I don't want you hurting one another. I don't want you to beat beaten up on one another. I don't want you walking off by yourself. You know, we got way too many lone wolf Christians out there now that don't think they need a church, don't need the fellowship of believers. No such thing. No such thing. And you know what the Word says. It says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves. How? Together. He doesn't want you just together. He wants you to gather together with one heart, one mind, speaking one thing. And there's a huge difference between that and just sitting in the same place. And the good news is, I brought a visual aid today. Yeah, visual aids are good. Here's our visual aids right here. We got this is the church, and it's hooked to the power. Amen? It's hooked to the source. See the light on here? It's hooked. Everybody see it? It's hooked up to the power source. We have a power source, right? It's God. God's our power source. And when the first thing we do is we hook to Him. And, and in the body, we've got Brother Moore and Mrs. Moore, okay? So they are hooked to the Lord. And what are, what are we doing? We're hooking. You know, years ago when I started working for the church, actually serving the church, volunteering at the church, God told me, he said, I said, okay, how do you want me to serve you, Lord, now? Because I had a lot of stuff going over here, and now they were, they were wanting some stuff done over here. And he said, you serve me by serving them. Wow. Amen? Amen? So my next directive was to serve them. Why? Because that's serving the Lord. And in a body of believers, he has set heads over the churches. An under-shepherd, if you will. You could even call it the lead sheep. Right? (laughs) How many know in a a flock there's a lead sheep and they wore a bell? And the other sheep would follow the the sheep that had the bell on it. Amen? And so there was somebody hooked to the shepherd so that everyone else could follow him. But then there's more than that. Because not only do you need somebody hooked to the power and you need to be hooked to the power, but you got to be in the body of believers. And so here we are, right here. We're all power cords. Amen? Let's set this right here. This will come into play later. But we're all power cords. And this is how we look probably before we're saved. We're all bound up. <laughs> all right? But after we get saved, right, we get loosed. 
And we're not bound up anymore. God takes away these bindings I should have done before service started. Now you get to watch me do it. It's not working out for me either. I've gotten in the bread several times. I can't imagine that bread wrapper was keeping me down. Amen? <laughs> I've been in the bread. Did you guys have a bread box when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, we knew where the bread box was. It's where you got your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And that's all you were having because it's all you could afford. Amen. You <laughs> still do too. I like PB&J. Amen. So this is us, and we have the ability to connect, and we have the ability to, dis, uh, to disconnect. Amen? A lone wolf Christian is one that does this. Amen? You know how much power's in that? None. None. You can't do anything like this. Right? Ain't no lights coming on. The stereo ain't playing. Right? Refrigerator ain't cooling down your food. Ain't nothing happening when you're plugged into yourself. Right? And that's selfishness anyway. We were, we were born out of selfishness. We're a new creature. We're a new creature in Christ. It's not time to plug into yourself and say, well, me and God, two peas in a pod. If you and God were two peas in a pod, you'd be in church because he's the one that said get in church. <laughs> Amen? And we have people say, I have people all the time say, well, there's no churches like yours in our area. You don't need a church like ours. You need to go to church. You don't go to church for you. You go to church for them. You are a part of the body. What if your foot one day said, you know, I like him. You're not like him. I'm not going to work for you anymore. <laughs> you just be walking around like this all the time because your foot quit you. He's a lone wolf foot. You'd be walking down the road and he'd say, I'm going this direction. You'd be walking like this all day long. There's no lone wolves in the body of Christ. No power. And you're not connected to the power because the power of Christianity is in love and through love. You cannot love somebody this way. It won't work. Amen? So then we figure out we got to go to church, right? Got to go to church. What? There's different people there? There's different people in that church. They're weird. <laughs> I went to this church, and they, are, they were the green belief. <laughs> they believed green things. So there was different colored people there. Different people saying different things. Some of them speaking in tongues. Huh? Ooh, weird stuff. Weird stuff. And now I'm, I'm together with them, but see, they're not together with them. They're just in the same place. These are not together. They're just in the same place. Amen? This is not agreement. And there's still no power. It doesn't matter how many of these cords I put like this. Nothing, ain't no lights coming on. Amen? So we, we, still, we got two people... And they're in the same place. And, and then they find you say, hey, wait, I look just like you. Maybe we can get together and do something. And they say, let's, let's try it. And so they try it. <laughs> oh, that won't work. 
Yeah, but I want to preach too. You're a preacher. I want to be a preacher. So we got to be. This is the only way we can walk together. Is like this. What you want me on the clean team? Oh, that's clear down on the other end. What out in the parking lot? Oh, I can't go out in the parking lot. I'm a preacher. I got to stand right here with you. Guess what? No value. Right? Let's try it. Let's see if this works. Hmm. Let's see. Let's just see how this works when everybody's trying to do the same job. Here we go. I just know this is going to get this light on. And this is what many of the church believes. We can all do the same job and... Hmm. That's just not working, is it? I wonder why. Because everybody's trying to do the same job. We can't do the same job in the church. Everybody, every part fitly joined together. Look at Ephesians 4.16 in the NIV. In the NIV. Every part fitly joined together. Ephesians 4.16. It's in the Bible. 16. There we go. Yes, sir. So this didn't work, but one thing did happen. We got one person connected to the head. Glory to God. But somebody else got to connect to him to get something done, right? And so the rest of them, they all, they all get unbound. Here, Dan, unbound these while I'm unbounding this one. So we get some brothers to help pray for them, get them free. Dan's one of those brothers. He's getting them free right now. And they say, you know, that guy over there that hooked up to the head, he, he is, I'm doing the bread wrapper thing, man. You're just, you're just all quick. and I can't agree with you, brother. See, now you've offended me and we're, we are in contentions. <clears throat> So now we get these other members, and they, they look back at that guy, and they say, look at him. Man, he ain't nothing but a suck-up. I don't want to be like him. We're already like y'all. We're all together. Look at all the power we can have together. Who are they affecting? Nobody. Why? Because they're still not together. They're in the same place, but they're not together. Amen? There's something about being together. What if your body wasn't together? Huh? You'd be a mess. That's exactly right. And, and sometimes that's what the body of Christ looks like, a mess. Why? Because people out there like this, they're, they're, they, they say they're together, but they're four individuals. They think different. They act different. And they're mad at this guy. Right? Remember what offense will do. Offense kept Barnabas out of the rest of his ministry. In the book of Acts, when, when Barnabas thought John Mark should go and Paul said John Mark shouldn't, who was right? Paul. And they said, well, you don't know what John Mark did. It doesn't matter. Paul was the head. Only one person could disconnect there. Right? <laughs> People don't like that sometimes. It's our job to connect. 
It's not your job to be connected. You know, that's another thing. You got this other person. He's sitting out there and saying, "Yeah, they just don't know my call. I'm just going to sit here in church. They don't understand me. They're not acknowledging my gift. I'm just going to come to church every week and hang out." They're not even with these people. At least they could have some friends, but they don't even have no friends because they're offended. They're offended. And John Mark, we don't know. It doesn't matter what he did. Paul said he's not going. And Barnabas, it says the contention between them was so great that Barnabas went a different direction. And you know what? You don't hear much about Barney anymore. And Barnabas was the son of consolation. Do you think his ministry gifts were necessary? If you're an encourager, you don't need to say, oh, I'm just an encourager. I don't need to go to church today. So I'm going to go hang out over here because I'm just an encourager. They don't need encouragers every day in the church. They need encouragers every, every, every minute and second of every day in the church. Amen? You know why? Because your flesh doesn't like what the church does. So you're going to need to be encouraged to do it. Right? And he's out there on his own now. And this guy here, he's offended. He doesn't have enough to do. He's offended. Now we're down to two. Still got this guy, but they don't like him. Right? They're not together. They're apart. The verse said that, I, that you'd be perfectly joined together. I never did read 4.16, did I? It got up there. It talks about Jesus Christ before this verse being from whom the whole body is joined and held together. He's the head, right? He's the head. He's who that orange cord's plugged into. Amen? He's the head. He's the source. There is no other source. The orange cord is not the source. The orange cord is plugged into the source. He said, well, can't, I, I can hear from God. I plug in on my own. <laughs> You're the lone wolf again. You can't handle the power. I can hear from God. I don't need somebody. In the church, <laughs> there's one head. And then there's one under him that he put there. Right? There's times where the morals will tell me something. And my flesh will go, well, I could have known that all by myself. And my spirit will go, but they're supposed to tell you. Amen? <laughs> or I could go over there with this guy. <laughs> Sit in the corner and suck my thumb. Right? Or I can go hang out with these guys. Because this is a division right here. This is a division in the church. It's called a clique. Right? And in fact, now that I think about it, I can't hang out with this person because he ain't believing like me. I got to hang out with this person because he's the same mind. He, he looks just like me. Same color and everything. Huh? Same color? That's dumb. That's dumb. You know what I like about Sarasota Church? There is so many different colors in here. That is so cool. Why? Because we're not different. We're the same and we can work together. We can work together. Together, if we plug into one another, 
and do our part, then we can accomplish great things for God. This is why Paul's talking about this, because there were contentions in the church. And he's saying we don't want contentions in the church. Contentions aren't just disagreements. Contentions are anything that keeps you apart from being your part of the body. It could be self-contentions. <laughs> you know one of the biggest self-contentions? I don't want to. <laughs> right? There's lots of times they call me and ask me to do something, and my flesh says, I don't want to. You guys ever said that? I don't want to. Why? There's a big game on today. Why would I want to? I want to watch the game. I want you to leave me alone. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> that don't make it right. <laughs> it should be perfectly joined together. I'll go back to... I never did finish the verse. I'm going to finish that verse this time held together by every supporting ligament. In other words, every part is important. We're held together by one another. Right, right. We're held together. The head doesn't hold us together. We're held together by one another. Amen. Amen? Amen. It says you're held together by each other. You grow and builds itself up in love. It builds itself up. Too many people looking... To be built up, we should be building ourselves up. How do you build yourselves up? You do it in love. In love. In the love of God that was put in you so that when a contention comes, love overrides it. So I could be mad at that guy, but you know what? I just love him. I'm going to be patient and kind instead. I'm going to always hope and always trust and always believe instead. You know what? I'm not going to think about me right now. Wouldn't that be weird? I'm going to quit thinking about me. And all of a sudden, this one of these guys gets a hold of it, and he says, I understand now. He's a preacher. I'm a helper. This is a can-do, and I'm, I'm an I'm help. I'll help. A can, and, the, and, the, and the all help plugs in to the can-do. And all of a sudden... They can reach a little further. Oh, my goodness. Now it doesn't matter how far this gets away because we're starting to reach out. We're starting to reach out. Glory to God. And this other guy, he says, you know what? These guys aren't so bad. Maybe they do know something. I've seen some of their fruit. They've been out there and people got saved. They've been out there, and I saw them not even get mad when they were sitting in traffic. I saw somebody cut in front of them at the grocery line, and they paid for their groceries. Huh? They're not so bad. They don't seem so bad at all. Wonder, wonder what I could do. I feel like I could do something. I'm a can-do. And all of a sudden, you got another can-do, and at the end of that cord is a will help. And he says, man, the can-do, he can hook up with the will help. Can the can-do and the will help agree? Only the can-do and the will help can agree. Right? What Jesus say? He said, nobody puts new wine into old wineskins. Or else they'll both burst and the, and the skin and the wine will be destroyed. Amen? 
What's he saying? He's saying you put wine, new wine, in new wineskins. The wineskin and the wine agree. You know what he says about old wine and old wineskins? They cannot agree. They disagree. Amen? This guy says, you know what? I'm going, I'm new wine. I've been saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm I'm a can-do. I'm going over there and hooking up with that. I'll help. Glory to God. And so he goes over and he says, hey, brother, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I didn't hook up with you sooner. I see the, the presence of God in your life, and I want to hook up with you. And here's what really is cool. As he hooked up with him, um, I broke this. <clears throat> As he hooked up with him, guess who else he hooked up with? Him and him and him, the source in the wall. So now the source in the wall and the, she- the under-shepherd and the, and the can-do is hooked to the I'll help and the, can, the other can-do hooked to him. And he's hooked to all of them. And what's he creating? A chain of power. Why? Because this is love. What's it doing? It's reaching out to do something. When we hook together, when we're perfectly joined as a body of believers, we're reaching out together as one, saying the same thing, doing it the same way, reaching people. Amen? Amen. Amen. And then one day, some people come over and they start loving on this guy. These people do. And they say, man, brother, we see you in church every week and you look so lonely. We know God has a plan and a purpose for your life. We know that he brought you to this body for a reason. Why? Because these are encouragers. That's what they do. They encourage. What? They don't get to preach? They don't get to sing on the platform? No, they get to encourage. Right? They get to put flowers up here. They get to mow the lawn. Right? They get to park cars. Guess what I did all last week? Park cars. Sure did. Glory to God. Parked a whole bunch of them. It was really cool. You know how happy I was to park them? A lot. Why? Because these were ministers of the gospel coming in to get refreshed. Did I mind opening their doors and picking up their Bibles for them, dusting off their jacket if they needed it? What, what if I'd have been like, I ain't dusting off no jacket and picking up no floor. I I've been doing. I've been here nigh on 12 years now. I don't have to do that anymore. Okay, lone wolf. You know what the devil's biggest trick is? He said he wants to separate the sheep from the flock. He wants to get you out by yourself where you're easy prey. And when you say things like that, you're playing right into his hands. How do I know? Not because the Bible tells me so. I've been there. I've done it. It's stupid. (laughs) Now I know because the Bible tells me so, but I was too dumb to look. When I got out on my own. (laughs) But these guys, they said, hey, why don't you come help us on the clean team? We we got a clean team here. And they're going, he says, you know, that's not my gift. I said, tell you what, come try it one week. And he comes and tries it. And man, he falls in love with the people. Not the service, the people. 
the service is just there so that people can fellowship. He said, man, this is like nothing I've ever known. Why? Because that's how Jesus said we'd be known by our love. He's not saying that you'll... He's saying that the love in you will come out so much towards others and towards one another that people look at you and say, you're so different you, there's, that we don't, we don't know anyone like you. Love for one another. An unwillingness to see people quit and leave their position. Amen? If you see somebody... I remember when I first came to, this, to, to the church in Branson and somebody, somebody would want to go away. And I'd call Mrs. Moore and I'd say, you know, they, they said they're not going to come to church anymore. And she'd say, call them up and get them in here so we can talk to them. And I'd say, no, you didn't hear me. They said they're going away. Just let them go. And I know you can't believe Dave would say that. But, you know, my thought was I came from churches just like you guys. When people left, they left. Right? They, they were just gone. You know, there's like this guy, he decided to leave. It wasn't like you saw him all the time anymore. He was gone. He's there. He's gone. I don't know where he went. I don't have to worry about him. He doesn't go to my church anymore. He does too go to your church. He's part of your church. He's part of the church. And if they leave, we want him back. And I don't, you know, if you go somewhere, just, you know, she told somebody one time, if you go somewhere, I better find out later you're doing as much for the gospel as you were doing here. Because you know what happens when people go somewhere? They ain't planning to go do anything for the gospel. Why? They're offended. People leave because of offense. They don't. Happy people don't leave. Very rarely does somebody come in and say, I'm so happy. And they start crying. They say, but we got to go. We do have that happen from time to time. People are called here and called away. But for the most part, they leave because they're unhappy. Right? And, and says, well, that's just tough. That's their fault. No, that's why we're here. We're here to hook back into, to love you. And we don't want you to go. We don't want you to leave here. We want you to become a part. Become a part. And he says, man, he says, I don't know what it is about you people, but I'm hooking in. And so, man, he, he hooks in. And I broke this one too. Man, I'm good at this. Here we go. Here we go. Here it comes. I think I got it now. Uh, okay. Maybe not. Okay. Testing, one, two, there we go. And he hooks in. He hooks in. So now we can even reach further. So it doesn't matter how far the world gets away from us because by the love of God, we can keep reaching them. Amen? Why? Because if I don't get to them, I don't care because I may be this person. But I'm hooked to this person and that source, and this person's hooked to me, and they're reaching out towards them too. And this person's now hooked to me too, and they're reaching out to them too. Amen? And now I, got, now I can go even further because I've got somebody else hooked to me. What are we trying to do, guys? Be perfectly joined together. Guess what? I can tie these two ends to get to... I can tie this, this end and this end up, and they won't be together. But when I put it in here, they're together. This is God's idea of together. This is God's idea of together. Right? Agreement is not two hands that look alike. It's two hands that lock up. Amen? It's two hands that lock up. 
And when we're perfectly joined together, there's a strength in that. There's a power in that. If you look and read in the book of Acts, when they were in one place, in one accord. Let me rephrase that. When they were in one place with one accord. (laughs) They were in the place and one accord was with them. Why? Because they were saying the same thing. They were expecting the same thing. Think about that in in Acts 2. They didn't even know what they were expecting. He didn't say you're going to talk in tongues and all a bunch of people are going to hear you. He just said go go stay there and the the Holy Ghost is going to come upon you. Right? And And you'll receive power. They all went set expecting the same thing. The Holy Ghost. And they expected it would be good. Too many people thinking God's going to do something bad. So there, you got one person over here saying, I expect they'll be healed. And the other person says, well, God's teaching them something. You're speaking, you're speaking two different things and you're in the same building. You're not together. Here's what we believe. The Word of God's true. And if He healed one, He healed all. And He's no respecter of persons. Amen? And he, he didn't, He's not looking at your sin to decide if He's healing you or not. If he's going to do that, he's going to look at your sin to decide whether he's saving you or not. Because it all came wrapped in the same package. Jesus Christ. Amen? Man, look at me go now. I'm reaching. I'm reaching. And we go, and he's talking to his other brothers. He says, you know, there was a guy that used to go to church here. He got offended, and he ran off. He's out doing his own thing. I don't even think he goes to church anymore. Well, I don't even know if we have notes. Let's see here. Yeah, we got notes. But the pastor said something one day, and he didn't like it. And he signed up to be on the altar care team. And Mrs. Moore, she said, work on the parking lot first. Well, he left. He said, I'm no parking lot worker. He said, I think I know what I'm called to do. I'm called to be on the altar care team. Guess who knows what you're called to do in the church? The head. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to try that one over here. <laughs> you, got, you want to know who, who knows what you're called to do in the church? The head. Right? I mean, we had all kinds of people come and tell us what they're going to do. I, you know what? The first thing I remember, I was sitting on the front row, and they said, man, we are short first service. They said, we're short on parking lot people. I said... And they never have let me work in the parking lot except for special meetings. <laughs> but it doesn't, you've got to be willing to do anything. Yeah. Why? Because if one part's not doing their job, you're going to make up the difference. Right. For them, not in spite of them. Come on. For them. You get people that say, well, that's my part and he did it. You should be happy he did it. He did it for you, not because of you. We're here to help one another. You know, I played football for years, and I never got mad because I was the defensive tackle, and all I was supposed to do is get in the way so the linebacker could make the tackles. That was my job, was to get in the way. Anybody played football? That is a defensive tackle's job, to make sure that the linemen are occupied so the linebackers can make the tackles. What if I'd have said, forget this. I'm doing the linebacker's job. He can do mine. It wouldn't work. He's behind me. There's an order to all things in the body of Christ. And for everything to work the way God's designed it to work, 
we must be perfectly joined together. Amen? We, we must not allow the things of this world to be the things of God. We, we don't get to be offended. We don't get to be upset. If you find yourself getting upset, even if you have the right to be upset, you're wrong. Right? And if you say, well, everybody else gets upset, Jesus didn't. They say, well, he was Jesus. You have him in you. You have the ability to not get upset. I have the ability to get not get upset. When I'm sitting in traffic and I'm in a hurry, I have the ability to yell or not yell. Right? Amen? And, and you know what I probably ought to do is call one of my brothers and sisters, right, and say, help me. But if I call Dan, he'll be yelling at him too. So I've got to get him way down the line to somebody that don't yell at him. Say, brother, me and Dan need help. We're hooked to you. We're about to yell at this person. <laughs> but this person proved unfaithful, and they ended up leaving. John Mark was unfaithful, obviously. And Paul said, he's not profitable right now but later on later on John Mark got restored amen you reckon Paul just felt sorry for him no he connected back in don't wait to be connected you connect back in amen you find yourself disconnected it's not somebody else's job to pick you up and put and, and plug you in it's our job to talk you into plugging yourself in right I'm going to encourage you. I'm not going to let you leave. Because I remember when Mrs. Moore used to say, she called him in. We're going to talk to him. They said they're leaving. Leave him alone. <laughs> you guys look at me like that's me. You guys think about everybody that leaves the church? We should. I was mean. Why? I wasn't taught to think about other people that way. The Moors do. You know, people say, ah, oh, they don't even stand out here and shake our hands. They, they're too busy for this, too busy. You know what? They're not too busy to pray for you every day. Amen. They're not too busy to take time every day to hear from God to make sure they're going the right direction. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Why? Because they love us. Amen. They love the Lord, and the Lord loves us, and they love us. They've been placed, they take what they do very seriously. Amen. Thank God, because I wouldn't be here if they didn't. Because I was one that would have left. <laughs> you Dave? Yeah, me Dave. I remember the first day, one of the first services, man, these people were running around and they said, Oh no, oh no, they forgot to tie a knot in the trash can bag in the in the in the green room. And I'm like, so what? <laughs> I was wrong. Why? Because it was a spirit of excellence. They turned it into a spirit of fear. Don't get me wrong. They needed to not run around like that. Just walk in there and tie the knot in it. But there was a spirit of excellence that I didn't have. Amen. <laughs> and they kept doing stuff like that. And I said, you know what? I'm leaving here. This is nutty. Why? Because I hadn't been raised up in a church with a spirit of excellence. You hired people to do this. And you hired people to do that. And if, somebody, if you could talk somebody, beg somebody into teaching a children's class, 
please, please, we need you to teach children. We don't need anyone to teach children's class. You need to teach children's class. We don't have needs at Faith Life Church. We have opportunities. You want an opportunity to serve God? You can have one. Just unplug from you and plug into us. How many, how many are available to be plugged into? Huh? You're available to be plugged into? Then glory to God. You, you, people will be coming to you saying, I don't know what to do. You say, I know what to do. I know what to do. There's one place you can get started. You can start here. You can get started there. You can plug in. Man, and these people, they start encouraging and encouraging. And this guy says, okay, you know, I probably was wrong. I probably judged this thing too fast. The Lord's been working on me since I left. And you know what? The Lord has been working on him since he left. Why? Because God doesn't move people by offense. Right? He doesn't say, you're right, they offended you. Go over to that church and take your offense with you (laughs) because bitterness breeds. And we need that church to be highly offended and you'll help them. That's what, what, what a, offended people go to other churches offended, and they offend. And, and they get people on their side. Well, you ought to hear what they did. That church over there. And that, before you know it, we're doing things that we don't even know we did. Why? Contentions. It says, it says a brother. Let me find it. I got that scripture. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like bars of a castle. They lock themselves up so tight that you can't get to them. Why? They don't want you to get to them. They want to be miserable, and they want other people to be miserable with them. So the only way you're getting in is if you're coming in to be miserable with me. Amen? But every time we see them out of those bars... We're going to love on them. That's what they do to him. They say, man, we just love you. Please come back. Come come back. You're a part of us. You're a part of us. And he says, you know what? I feel that you do love me, and I know you do, and I'm coming back because I know I'm part of this body, and I'm going to hook in, and together we're going to accomplish the will of God. Isn't that what it says? Building itself up in love. And then as it goes on, what are, what's our job? To accomplish the will of God in the earth. Yeah. Amen? And he said, we're going to accomplish the will of God. And he says, I'll see you there on Wednesday for clean team. And by golly, here he comes. He's a can-do, and he hooks in. How come I've broken all of these? I was in the floor covering business, not the electric business. Joe, get up here and plug this in for me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he could, though, because he's part of the body. Amen? And he plugs in. And he's plugged back in so tight that the love of God is flowing from there to there in him and through him. And he gets excited and stirred up about the things of God. Isn't that what it says when it says, don't forsake the gathering of yourselves together? Right before that it says, provoke one another. The NIV says, spur one another on to good works. And so from the source to the head, to the under-shepherd, to the white court, to the, <laughs> to the can-do, to the help me, or I'll help, to the can-do, to the I'll help, to the can-do, the love of God is now flowing. 
You know how I know? Because the power source never quits. The power source never quits. I don't even have to have this little light to remind me that the power source from here to here never quits. And then one day, he's out. And because all these people supported him and said, don't leave, you got a place. And somebody gets a call on the phone. He said, brother, I can't make it anymore. I'm at the end of my rope. I got to have more than I got. And he says, good news, I got it. And he goes and he talks to him. He talks to him and he says, there's a Jesus and he loves you and he wants to know you. He wants to heal you and I just happen to be hooked and now I can reach you and I can reach you and I can, if I could only make this work, show you the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Why? Because I'm perfectly joined, one in succession to the other. It's not about the clean team. It's not about the yard team. It's not about the greeters. It's not about the ushers. It's not about any other team. It's about being part of a body of believers that love God, that's hooked to, to the head, that's hooked to the shepherd, that's hooked to its brothers and sisters, that's unwilling. Why? And this person right here, he's rejoicing as big as that one because that person got saved. Why? Because he helped. He helped. He's perfectly joined to him. When we're perfectly joined, we bring people, we draw people to Christ. What did he say? He said, let people see your good works and glorify the Lord. He said, shine your light before men. What is our light? Our light is something that the world can't have. It cannot be perfectly joined. It cannot be in agreement. It cannot have the same mind and the same thought. It has two billion minds and two billion thoughts. But by the blood of Jesus and the love of God, we've been brought together and set at one. And we have the peace of God in our heart. We have the love of God in our heart. We have ability within our body to win the lost, to heal the sick, to set at liberty them who are bruised. Right? We can bring back the hurting. Amen? We can shine a light. And when this this brother is able to lead this man to the Lord, all these people rejoice. Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Put up Philippians 1.27. Paul says, Only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ. In other words, you represent Christ everywhere you go. Why? Because you're part of the body. Amen? You know, there's, there's a lot of things I don't say and I don't do. You know why? Because people see me and they say, well, he's right next to Brother Moore all the time. That must be what Brother Moore thinks and says. Right? I don't just represent me. We represent Jesus Christ. As a body of believers, if we get in turmoil 
and you get church splits. And you, the world does these things. We can't look like the world. When you see yourself getting angry, when you feel from the bottom of your feet your blood start boiling, know it's the devil and he's trying to pull you out of your place so you can't have your grace. Amen? And if you're not in your place, this ain't happening. (laughs) Yeah, you will fall on your face. That's Brother Moore saying, isn't it? You'll fall on your face. But I don't want you falling on your face, but more so, I want the light. I want to see that light turned on millions and millions and millions of times so that when the day of the Lord does come, (laughs) that more people aren't left than go. Amen? Amen. That's That's God's desire. Why should mine be any different? He said, I wish that none would perish. None. That's God's desire. His desire is that none would perish. Only let your conversation be as it becomes the gospel of Christ that whether I come and see, whether I come and see you or be absent, that I may hear of your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together. This is striving together. If we strive together, we're not all bunched up in one church, right? <laughs> this isn't the only time we talk about Jesus, is it? Why? Because we're striving together. Striving doesn't stop at the church. In fact, is this is just your rest stop. Striving happens when you leave here, right? This is where you stop and catch your breath, right? Eat a cookie. Snickers works good for me. Mounds works really good, too. <laughs> you catch your breath, you gain your energy, and you go out and strive for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, how many would want to hear? This is Paul talking to this church, but how many, whether Brother Moore's in Branson or whether he's, whether he's here, all he wants to know is that we're striving together for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Dan, you want to close? I want you to. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord, because you're striving together with me, brother. Amen. Thank you, Lord.